Yes, a good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Drive. Uh, here we are at the start of another week. And let me tell you, it's going to be a very busy week here at the Optus Stadium precinct. If you don't know and you're listening in for the first time, the SENWA studios are uh, based here at Optus Stadium overlooking the Canfield and the Nicky Winmar statue and the Madagara Bridge. It's a great little precinct and it's great to be here. And it's great to have Kim Hagdorn joining us on the program as well. A weekend where there were no wins for either of our footy clubs. No, neither team won. Exactly. I thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought they would have to say initially that perhaps, just perhaps, I don't like to justify West Coast losing, and I believe they, sh- they should win. When you look at the amount of youngsters in the Hawthorne team, the amount of old blokes in the West Coast team, surely experience would count yeah. for something. But uh, So we'll try to defend West Coast to a smaller degree because I think out of yesterday, surely, 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 please, Peter, they can have a win over St Kilda because Friday night they were appalling. Their lack of uh, cohesion, lack of apparent team harmony and their misuse, their bombing of the footy would suit West Coast, I reckon, this coming Sunday here at the stadium. Even if it's a wet day, if, if Tom Barras has a good day, then I think mm. St Kilda are going to struggle to score. And Max King... He's playing like a spoiled brat. He's, he's spat it. He's not playing good footy. Getting up on the wing for his possessions, that's not where you want a, mm. a, a, a budding forward superstar. As for Fremantle, uh, massive week for them, I see it, yeah. Peter. Uh, 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 the uh, game against Richmond Saturday, Friday night is – I'm calling it the game of the round mm. by quite some margin. There's some other important games, Port Adelaide and Geelong, Port – they're, they're clinging. I, I keep saying it week after week. I don't I think, think they gone. can make I it. I think yet. they're gone. I think they're in Gold Coast. And it's interesting on the weekend. You looked at the way the results panned out. St Kilda, far cry from round two here yeah, where King yeah. demolished the Fremantle Dockers. We thought he's going to have a heck of a season. It just hasn't materialised. And then Richmond kick 11-22 and hand North Melbourne their second win of the season. I just couldn't get my head around that. And then the Gold Coast were insipid yesterday with so much on the line against mm-hmm. Essendon who have battled all season. Essendon at home, though, and they have been coming a little bit Essendon. Yeah, they have. Times. There's some good kids. But Gold Coast got well beaten yesterday. Some, well, they've been up and about for quite some time. And, they, and when you start to celebrate those, you know, the small accomplishments like, oh, let's extend uh, Stewie Dew's contract. He, he's headed towards, we're on the brink of finals. He's headed towards the best season ever. You start celebrating too early and sport bites you in the backside, mm. particularly the AFL. It's an, it's an uncompromising. You only have to be slightly off because of your arrogance or your complacency or you're just having a down day or you've played an injured player that you should have. Whatever the reason is, ordinary size can get you if you give them half a chance. And that's what North Melbourne did after the week they'd been through. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. And played with a new spirit. Played with a new spirit. And there was a couple of tactical moves, a bit like what Mark McVeigh did at GWS when he first took over from Leon Cameron. One or two different uh, strategies can invigorate an individual, plus his mates around him. Stevenson was good for North Melbourne on Saturday, I thought. Zeeble looked different. Oh, And guess who led the ruck? Guess who started in the ruck? One of the greatest club men that they've currently got, in possibly the great club, greatest club in, Todd Goldsmith, led the ruck. He's been playing in a forward pocket and bench and a little bit of uh, on-ball time under David Noble. You only have to create something, and certainly also Sydney did that on Saturday night at halftime. Yeah. Let's have a listen firstly. Let's go back uh, to Saturday night. Here's Justin Longmuir, who I think everybody would confess was simply outcoached by, uh, of course, John Longmire, Dean Cox, and the Sydney Swans coaching staff. 
No, it doesn't seem like we can fire that. We might fire it from our producer's area. Uh, Justin Longmuir? Okay, let's try it again. Start of the second quarter, we lost a bit of ascendancy around stoppage, which led to field position, and it's been a little bit of a pattern. Once we lose field position, we find it hard to get it, we're finding it hard to get out of our back 50, so that's probably been a bit of a pattern. So we need to fix that. We're just constantly getting stuck in our back half. Yeah, and then obviously the third quarter they started kick mark and um, we were just way too slow to react to that. And, um, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't cough up <clears throat> high 40 marks for a quarter. And I think they had 80, 80, mid-80s uncontested marks in the second half. It's, we're just way too slow to adjust. So, um, yeah, I thought they had better energy around the ball. Um, their second and third efforts were better. Um, they won contests ahead of the play, which gave them field position, and they won contests behind the play, which denied us field position. So so that's the coach of the Dockers. For me, when I walked away uh, after broadcasting the game, I, I, I thought to myself, it's a lottery with Fremantle. Sometimes it works in the forward line, and they've been kicking some good scores, and other times it doesn't work. There is no confidence whatsoever with the attacking line for Frio, whether they'll be up one week or up consistently to kick match-winning scores. I think I mentioned last week, they have been certainly hitting the scoreboard a lot better this season and scoring points, 100 points, which was so far away from what Fremantle used to deliver even under Ross Lyme. But again, it's sprinkled by these inconsistent performance. Tabernacle, Lobb. Um, you know, the forward line just was non-existent. And I kept saying, there's no way Frio win this game because they've got no avenues to goal. How much can you persevere? Like Tabernacle really spent, and as Mike from Piamara pointed out, Tabernacle spent more time in the midfield than the forward line. Should they stick with him as he's either inconsistent or injured or maybe move him on? Oh, I'm not That's sure. Mike. You could think about moving him on. I, I don't think they will because we know, we, we know what they're doing, Fremantle's strategy, to make room for Luke Jackson. It'll be moving Rory Lobb on. So Tabernacle has to stay, Peter. Mm. They have to work on him. They have to get him. I mean, what's he played? He's played 66 games in six seasons. So he's injury prone. He's not confident in, within and, his and own body. And he missed that simple he, goal. Yeah. So he's he's not confident within his own, I suppose, emotions. He's not a strong character. He hasn't got that sort of really steely resolve of a Wayne Carey, for instance, or a Josh Kennedy. He hasn't got that. But they'll have to work and tolerate with that because Lobb is being moved on. Jackson comes in. So... That, that's one area. But I thought also Justin Longmuir's comments, you know, post-match and they played again, Peter, for us to hear and, and analyse, where is, we were too slow to react. Who's we? Is that – does he expect the players on the ground to take that initiative? We were too slow to react. At least he did say we. Oh, my suspicion is that it's the coaching group. I mean, they just didn't change their game, Fremantle. No. Fremantle sat back and waited – for their preferred game to come about. And Sydney did not allow that. That's where it was was top coaching and then implementation and strategy followed by the Sydney players. And simple things like, you know, we couldn't break it, couldn't run it out of our back half. That was because Sydney's forwards, the likes of Papley and Heaney, very dangerous players, and even even Franklin, who didn't come up. You talked about there, or someone sent us a text in, Mike, what, what, Tamina getting possessions on the wing. Well, that's where Max King goes to get his possessions. That's where Jack Darling goes to get his possessions. There's too much of it. 
if if Jeremy Cameron goes up to get possessions at the wing, you've still got big Tom Hawkins in the goal square, mm. and Jeremy Cameron will finish up with 30 possessions and are pushing towards a best-on-ground contention if he gets possessions at the wing. But he still does kick his two or three goals a game because him and Hawkins have a cooperation where one stays closer and one stays goes further up the field. Fremantle can't do that. And Fremantle's defenders were dragged deeper. Normally Fremantle's defenders, like they're running defenders. You didn't see Clark the other night, did we? We didn't see him run the ball no. out of defence like we have done at times. You didn't see Young. You didn't see Chapman running the ball out with gay abandon, playing basketball and freewheeling football, which is Fremantle's game. If they can't get their game going, Fremantle, for mine, that's when they're very susceptible. That's when they can get beaten. That's when we've been, seen beaten by Carlton, when, they, when they're beaten up heavily by the big bodies around the ball. To, on Saturday night, it was more of an open game, a different strategy to stop Fremantle's run. And part of it was for their forwards to stay very a clo- lot deeper, closer to goal, rather than get dragged up. So then that allows Fremantle's running players to run from around about the, the, the back of the centre square, not from deep in the, mm. the defensive arc. And then... They held their defence as well. They didn't have enough Fremantle out of their forward line, as you say, against a very strong... The McCartan boys and Rampey uh, are outstanding defenders and they read it well. They're like soccer goal uh, goalkeepers for mine. They know how to read it so much better than most teams in the comp. Can I just say, and we mentioned in the commentary on Saturday night, I reckon all the clubs, and they've still got to play... Uh, Fremantle, as I look at the games coming up, Richmond at Marvel, yep. Melbourne here, Western yep. Bulldogs at Marvel, West Coast in the Derby, and GWS at Marnica. Do you is see that, them beating Richmond? No, what I think I was just going to say to you, Hags, is those clubs now would have taken that game in, oh, recorded yeah. it. Is that the blueprint that we need to play against Fremantle? And if we do execute it, we will beat them. Well, I thought the blueprint to beat Fremantle was Gold Coast and Collingwood in rounds nine and ten. That's when, even though they were damp conditions, they were wet conditions, mm. but we did stay back back on those respective Mondays. It was the game that was created, the, the close contact, the heavy bodies around the ball, the slower movement that brought Fremantle unstuck. Carlton did it similarly, but it was a quicker moving game, and I thought Sydney at times moved, but again, that's a slower moving game. They, yes, it is the blueprint. The bottom line is heavy bodies around the ball because... Fremantle's most important ball winners and distributors are their smaller boys. Brayshaw and Sarong, Brody didn't have anywhere near the same effect. And Brayshaw move, took ages to get into the game. Well, he had six possessions to half time because of the attention Mills in particular, I thought, was paying on, on Andrew Brayshaw. Freed up a little bit because Sydney had gone into a different game. Let's wait till Fremantle come to us. We will win it back and then chip and pass our way through their zone. They stayed with the zone defence, Fremantle. Why not man up a bit more? Mm. And again, that's where, you know, in my notes here, uh, Fremantle had no answer. No answer. No alternative in game style to counter Sydney's alterations during halftime into the third quarter and then the second half. So Fremantle depend heavily on run from defence and run and win, win the ball and then run from congestion. If it doesn't happen, they have no, no recovery. They have no plan B, C and D. It has to be their own way, which is so freewheeling. And that's why Mundy has had a very encouraging run to about their bye. David Mundy, should, there should be no consideration to David Mundy playing on next year because he's one of their problems when the, tra- when the going gets really heavy and they can't win the ball. And so too was Nathan Fife. Okay, that's where I wanted to go. One so, kick, so 14 at three time, At three-quarter time, they put Brayshaw and Sarong onto the wings. 
and Fife was in for the centre circle along with Aish. And Fife still couldn't win enough footy to get them back in the game. He, he's become a, he's become a problem. You were going to say something started with L, weren't you? Yeah, but yeah. We, we yeah. can't go that strong yet. Well, only, only because of the pay scale I'm on. Um, mm. Different circumstances. I, I'd be willing well, to be a lot stronger because I think he's a problem to Fremantle. He's not in their best on ball around the centre circle combination. So it was the week before a bit of a smoke screen. He played a very good second half and everybody thought, here we go. And all of the a sudden... He's killed of the previous yeah, week. And Peter. then, of course, he come back home. One kick, 14 handballs. And I called a lot of the you know, that handballs. Kick, that Some kick... of those handballs weren't going anywhere. He just wanted to get rid of the ball. Yeah, and, and I... <sighs> I, I've got this sort of sneak, awful suspicion that he's a bit wary of contact, Nathan Fife. I mean, we know he hasn't been back for long, and we, we kept getting told it's going to take five or six, six weeks for Nathan to work into his best. Well, I'd like to, have, I'd like to see a better game four than what we saw at the weekend if he's building towards a, a, a top form by game six. Because I just don't feel it, don't see it. And I think he's wary of contact as well. Mm. That's why he's distributing of the ball quickly by hand. That one kick he had was six-minute mark of the second quarter. So he's gone effectively three quarters with, with no no kick. No. Okay, you can get involved with us now. A few texts already coming through. We'll acknowledge those in a moment. One uh, wants to talk about Roy from Templestone in Victoria. Wants to talk about Nick Dacos. We'll come to him in a moment. And also, uh, there's no name on this. You watch the Eagles. They'll lose to Saints. We have continually lost to teams we normally beat year in, year out. We'll come to the Eagles in just a tick. But if you want to get involved with us, temper a bedshed text line. This is the number if you're listening for the first time. 0487 736 736. Uh, Bedshed experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. You can check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And the Scarborough Toyota open line is open now where you can buy all makes and models and sell them as well at Scarborough Toyota. 131255 is their number and they're situated in Scarborough Beach Road in Aussie Park. So as we leave... Fremantle, take a break and come back with the West Coast Eagles. Of course, you're happy to talk about Frio any time to our callers. Uh, local product from at Willerton, East Fremantle. He's taken a couple of seasons to get into it. Chad Warner, oh. just freewheeled on Saturday night. Well, he was clearly he, best on ground, he? Wasn't was he? best on ground. Clearly yeah. best on ground. Uh, I, 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 then there was a string of candidates to join him. Um, and I just, but he's been coming for a while. I've, I, he's been someone that has, is roundly and weekly among Sydney's better few players. And again, I think he perhaps, you know, some sides would they slightly underestimate him? You know, if you've got Parker, Kennedy's not playing at the moment. But the bigger names, Mills, especially around the ball, uh, he gets a bit underestimated, I think. Mm. But he's a, and he distributes it so well. Okay, and uh, Martin and Lynch have been ruled out of Richmond's important clash with Freo on Friday night. And the big question mark remains with Martin. Sidelined since round 16 with that hammy. It was, but what was it? Ham, hamstring. Awareness. Awareness. And, and he'll be back. He'll be back next week. Yeah. Uh, so he's out again. And Lynch is also dealing with a hammy. Well, even and, with St Kilda. And he'll miss that game St. Kilda, on Friday. St Kilda on Friday night with the talk about uh, Paddy Ryder. Oh, no. Just, just a little bit slight, little bit of a calf, Nickel. He, Nickel, just a precaution. He's off. Won't play again this year. No, out for the rest of the season. We'll take a break. Come back with Leashies Online, plus any of your texts. They're coming through. Uh, 0487 736 736. That's the temper of bedshed text line. 0487 736 736.